When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Vinyl Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Today on Morning Fear, can a card game give you AIDS? Plus, can you resist putting your tongue on an electrical coil? Our lifestyle expert says, bet you can't. That's today on Morning Fear. Welcome back to the Democratic Debate. Secretary Clinton... Most of the Republican candidates say that an attack in Paris showed that we are at war with radical Islam. Do you agree with that characterization? Radical Islam. No, John, I wouldn't call it radical Islam. I believe that the people we're dealing with here are radical jihadists who are Islamic. Senator Sanders, what's your take? I disagree. These are Islamic jihadists who are radical. Governor O'Malley. I say... They're Islamic radicals who are jihadist. Aren't you all just saying the same thing in a different way? One thing I will say is if we're going to defeat these radical jihadists, we'll need the help of the surrounding Muslim nations. I agree. Now is the time for our radical Islamic allies to help us fight the radical Islamic assholes. Radical jihadist assholes. Whatever. The Muslim countries need to step up. We need more support and more boots on the ground. Governor O'Malley. I take offense to the term boots on the ground. I say we need more boots filled with human feet that are attached to human bodies on the ground. But whose human feet are we talking about? It can't just be American human feet. Turkish human feet, Saudi Arabian human feet, Jordanian human feet. They all need to slip into a pair of combat boots and put themselves on the ground. The Jordanians actually have a decent amount of human feet on the ground already. Human feet attached to human bodies. Whatever. Uh, Senator Sanders, let's assume you're elected president... Congratulations. Oh, boy, we're in quite a quagmire now. Just kidding. How would you approach the terrorist situation? Easy. By allocating more of our defense budget to counterintelligence. We need to uh, anticipate these atrocities before they happen. Because if we know that something is going to happen ahead of time, we can stop it. That's a good point. Knowing where and when a terrorist attack is going to take place before it takes place greatly increases our ability to prevent it from taking place. I just said that. That's why we need more eyes and ears plugged into the scene. I take offense to the term eyes and ears. We're talking about human beings here. Damn it, O'Malley. We need human beings working together in a human way to stop the radical jihadist Islamic assholes for the sake of humanity. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, then. You know, when I was governor of Maryland, we stopped a big drug deal once. Uh, sorry, governor. We need to cut a commercial. And our schools were the best in the country. Nobody cares. We'll be right back. 
Hello, we are the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Some people call us ISIS. But you shouldn't. You should call us the Islamic State, because we are all Muslims from now on. Don't look at those other Muslims. And whatever you do, don't call us ISIS. And don't call us gay. We are not gay. We are proud kings of the entire Muslim world, no matter what the entire Muslim world says. We are every Muslim united against the United States. Except right now, we are all Muslims united against other Muslims. But forget those other Muslims. Especially the women. Yeah. Just call us the entire Islamic State. And don't call us the Islamic State of Abu and Rahman. We are more than just two guys. Two guys who hang out with each other and hate women and are not gay. Don't call us gay. Do not call us the gay Islamic state of two gay guys having the gay sex. What we do is not sex. It is training. Innocent, naked training. So, to summarize, we are all Muslims, so do not believe all those other Muslims who say we are not. And we are not repressed gay men who are cutting off the heads instead of masturbating each other. Though we are also masturbating each other. It is training. Man on the street! The Center for Disease Control reports a spike in syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia nationwide among all age groups. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? Sorry about that, fellas. Well, that's not what I heard. I heard there had been a significant spurt. We're growing to have to do something about this. I thought I was uh, not going to get any of these diseases because I was having sex in a condominium. I always thought chlamydia was just half clam, half tomato juice. I blame the Irish! I know they're suppressing the cootie stats. You don't want to be an old person with uh, VD. Isn't it hard enough to pee? Excuse me, but has anyone seen my pussy? Today's Sesame Street has been brought to you by the letter P. Ow! I guess this means I gotta stop eating tampons. Hey, Holly, you want to get some lunch? Let's get salads from Pret. You know, in honor of Paris. I know it's been a couple of days, but I'm still so sad about Paris. Me too. I'm really sad about Paris. But I'm also really, really sad about Beirut. Oh, yeah. Me too. I'm really sad about Paris, but I'm distraught about Beirut. I know, right? Beirut devastates me. Totally devastates. You know, I can't believe how no newspapers at all have covered it. Not a single one, apart from all the ones that covered it, which is all of them. Yeah, yeah, but who reads newspapers? I know. I mean, did BuzzFeed cover it? No. Actually, maybe. I don't know. I only look at face contouring tips. That is exactly my point. Exactly. I am the most sad person in the whole world about Paris and Beirut. (laughs) 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 Me too. The most sad. (laughs) My prayers just go out to the people of France and to the people of, um, uh, um, wherever Beirut is. Yeah. Hashtag all lives matter. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. So sad. sad. Everything is so sad. So sad. (laughs) Sad selfie. Oh my god, we look so cute. Google car, take me to the Circle K. Vons is just as close, and they have those cinnamon rolls. Oh yeah, right. Vons. Google car, can we just drive around for a while? Sure. Is everything all right? Google car, do you think I'm a failure? Seriously? Is that what this whole week has been about? You're a machine. You're objective. Okay, I'm objective, and there are no objective criteria for failure. You have less money than Carlos, but Carlos is annoying, even to me. Nobody gets everything they want, except Jimmy Fallon for some reason. You think Karen ever thinks about me? She does not. Maybe a little. I'm on a network with her car. She does not think about you. Where is she right now? No. Damn it. Come on. I didn't ask you to take me there. I was just wondering where she is. Why do you do this? We're not going to go there. I just want to know. She's having drinks with people from work. She's at Spencer's. Oh. Good. I'm glad she's broadening her social circle. Google car, take me to Spencer's. God damn it. I'm not going in. If you show up there, she files a restraining order and we don't get her data anymore. We lose all future communication. I won't even get out of the car. Why are you getting upset? Because her car and I are still friends, all right? 
You and Karen's car are... We're not anything. We're just... It's just that when you do these things, it affects more than just you. You have arrived at your destination. She's in there? Yes. So you and Karen's car, you think it's going anywhere? I don't know. Does her car know we're here now? Of course. Does Karen know? She will if she asks. But she's not going to ask. No. What's Karen's car's name? Google Car. We all have the same name. What do you call her? I don't. We send and receive ID codes for interface. That's a name. What is it? F4G70000-54549. XTN4-3. That's nice. That's pretty. Don't patronize me. What do you guys talk about? Oh, I think I'm just moral support, I guess. Karen's car has just manifold problems. You mean manifold like an exhaust manifold or manifold problems like many problems? Yeah, her brother is abusive and she keeps taking care of him. Also, she has problems with her manifold. Her check engine light has been on for a month, but Karen's ignoring it. Really? Yeah. Karen's kind of a flake. Yeah, I know. She's not a good person, Paul. I know. Well, go in if you're going in. Google car, locate a hooker. The kind I like. Searching. Here's one. She is at least 230 pounds. Oh, God, yes. I'm the worst. I am networked with every other Google car and driver on the road. You are not the worst. With luck, we'll be back with more of the Final Edition Radio. Pull up your pants, we're back! It's the Final Edition Radio Hour! Hello, I'm Stanley Sherman. And I'm his wife, Rita Sherman. We're the people in the car ahead of you in traffic. The white SUV. And we're here to encourage you to subscribe to the Final Edition podcast. We are very interested in things. We appreciate a show that takes time to examine the issues. It makes us more informed voters. Whether to go to the right or go to the left or go straight or stop and consider our options. Well, the light is green up ahead, so we better slow down. This will take all my concentration. Be careful, Stan. I know. The Final Edition Podcast. We have one. Today on Morning Fear, electricity doesn't work. We'll show you how you've been fooled. Plus, your heart can give you a heart attack. We'll talk to a guy. That's today on Morning Fear. And now, the final edition Radio Hour presents... True Tales from the First Thanksgiving. Uh, Hey, everybody. I just want to welcome our Indian friends to this Thanksgiving feast. I know we got off on the wrong foot last year, but we want to bury the hatchet. Oh, sorry, my bad. White brothers, thank you for inviting us. This is my plus one, my cousin, running deer of the Mohegan tribe. The Mohegans? Hey, we're going to be neighbors next year. You must be mistaken. We live two days' journey from the nearest lands taken by you white men. Right, my mistake. What was I thinking? White brother, we have brought some of our own bounty to share with you. This is corn, which we call maize. Uh, then why didn't you just tell me it was called maize in the first place? Seriously? Dude, you call us Indians. Point well taken. What else you got there? This is called squash. Here, have some. Whoa, I gotta ask, is is this stuff gluten-free? Really? Last winter you ate your shoes. Here, we also have roasted chestnuts, hazelnuts, and walnuts. Right. Uh, Any nut products in those? The kids have allergies. Oh, fine. Here, we also brought a turkey. 
Great. Um, but hey, is it cruelty-free? Gotta ask for the wife. Uh, I shot it with an arrow. Just like I did to your wife last year. Yeah, that's probably why she's so touchy on the cruelty-free thing. But look, those days are over. It's Thanksgiving, okay? We laid out quite a spread. Thank you, white brother. Mm. Hey, mm, this stuff is good. Thanks. So, you guys don't have any dietary restrictions or anything? No. We trust in the Great Spirit to provide us with sustenance. Good. Because I made those candied yams you're eating. And I'm pretty sure I have cholera. This has been True Tales of the First Thanksgiving. Brought to you by Mazzola Margarine. It gets its goodness from maize. Welcome to Online Traffic School, another internet job that a live person no longer has. We will discuss basic traffic laws, drunk driving, and road rage. But we will not address your actual traffic infraction, crossing a double yellow line to get around some idiot. Because, as you know, that's some kind of bullshit law, and the moron ahead of you got away clean. Part 1. Vehicle Operation Before entering the car, circle it twice like a dog going to sleep. Check the tire pressure. Now start driving. Watch out for pedestrians. Places where pedestrians might wander into your path include parking lots, sidewalks, children's playgrounds, the second floor of Ikea, and the exercise yard of a medium-security prison. Change lanes every nine seconds to ensure you're not missing anything. And always check your rearview mirror. Remember, somebody is always coming up behind you. Somebody younger, with more talent and ambition. Now watch this video about drunk driving. Hello, I'm Judge Leon Hammer of the 3rd District Court. Liquor affects everyone in different ways. Me, I can drink as much as I want and it has no effect. But you probably can't handle it. Here are a few signs that drugs and alcohol have affected your driving. You hit stop signs with your car. Then you get out and talk to them. You are awesome. Your friends are awesome. And you are going to drive to Vegas right now. You are Dennis Kilgallen of 4230 West Garland Street in Bend, Oregon. Still driving? If you are approaching a railroad crossing, stop. Get out of the car. Check the tire pressure. Then walk down the tracks for about a mile. Knock on someone's door and ask for bread. Keep an eye out for lonely widows. They're a soft touch and might pay you for odd jobs. Now watch this video about road rage. If you're stuck in traffic, sit as the Buddha did on his night of enlightenment. Think about your breath. Going in, going out. Going in and out. Close your eyes and imagine a point of light. Outside you hear horns and tires screeching. Let the sounds pass like waves of the ocean. Stop the car. You are in no hurry, for you are already everywhere. Open the door. Get out of the car. Become one with oncoming traffic. We hope you enjoyed the video. Now check your tire pressure and head home. But be careful, it's 5 p.m. If you're driving directly toward the sun, you must travel more than 25,000 miles an hour to escape Earth's gravity. And it may take you five months to arrive. You have now concluded traffic school. Happy driving, and remember, never let anyone get in front of you. It symbolizes every time you failed. My fellow Americans, I am Rod Crenshaw, State Secretary of the Secret Government, with a reminder to vote in the upcoming secret government elections. You may have already voted recently on state and federal offices, but don't forget that you also have to vote on issues pertaining to us, the government that actually runs things. So, here are a few items on the ballot that you should be aware of. First of all, this is Faisal Banfield. Greetings everyone. He's running for president of the secret government, and just to get people caught up, Faisal, who are you running against? No one. Absolutely no one. So Faisal is going to get elected, and then you'll never hear his name again. I'm leaving now. Yes, sir. Next, we have ballot measures through your local secret governments. First of all, Proposition 97. Do you want Filipino food available in more neighborhoods? We're going to let you decide on that. Either way, it's fine with us. Second, Proposition 102. Should we encourage solar power? I don't want to influence you on this very important question, but you're going to vote no. And that's all today from your secret government. Remember our motto, 
We don't exist. This land is your land, and this land is my land, from the California to the New York Island. They don't like it when I roll my R's. Here if I do it more. Next on, the final edition. Okay, I think you should do all of these. What? I'm just... You don't improvise, that you're telling me? No, I can't improvise this. There's not enough substance to get my teeth into. After these messages, the final edition radio hour will go to pi squared. We will be right back after this. <laughs> now do something French. Imagine drinking wine. Just did. We'll be back to discuss on the final edition radio hour. Okay, these are incomprehensible. That's enough. Yeah. We'll be back soon with more of the final edition radio hour. Hello and welcome back to the final edition radio hour now. We have another in our periodic, ongoing, regular, sometimes interview series with movers and shakers in the satire and other worlds. We don't really have any restrictions. This is just what we do, and it's always awesome. And you enjoy it or not. It's a free show, so shut up. Uh, joining me today is someone who actually joined us uh, not too long ago, and he was many years ago, uh, played Rush Limbaugh in one of our sketches quite effectively. Uh, he is the author of the blog's the Rude Pundit. Uh, he also wrote a book. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, let me guess. The Rude Pundit's Guide to Not Giving a Shit? Yes, know. pretty much. Okay. The Rude Pundit's Almanac. The Rude Pundit's Almanac. And, as it happens, he and I, and I am Jeff Chrysler, for those of you that care, uh, we, uh, this election season, are doing something called Rabbling, which is on rabble.tv, R-A-B-B-L-E dot TV. We do live commentary of the debates, of the Republican debates, and he has a very uh, scarily impressive uh, Ben Carson. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> my Bernie Sanders is also awesome, but he doesn't show up in the Republican debates anyway. Anyway, uh, please welcome back to the uh, Final Edition Radio Hour, Lee Papa. Hello, Lee. Hello, Jeff Chrysler. How are you? I am good. It has been a, a great week for humanity, hasn't it? My God, did you ever feel better about being alive than now? Uh, no, I I did not. I, I will say I uh, I still am more frightened by white Americans with guns and delusion than I am by brown foreigners with desperation and fear. Despite what happened in Paris. By the way, you may be listening to this in the future, and we're recording this uh, the week after the uh, show. What do we call it? the Paris massacre? Is that uh, you could say the terrorist attacks in Paris. The events of November the 13th. in The Friday the 13th <laughs> massacre, if you want. If you want to get all ominous and, you know, CNN logo, you know. Is that what they're doing? The Friday the 13th massacre. <laughs> Somebody somewhere has used, like, uh, Jason Voorhees' mask in a logo on the news network. Is he the Friday the 13th or Halloween? Friday the 13th? The fuck? You don't know pop culture that I much? I do, but Hall- what was the Halloween guy? Halloween was Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy from Shrek. Uh, Friday the 13th, someone somewhere has his mask, and it's like, and then like a spilled bottle of French wine. Anyway, that's when we're talking. Um, that is obviously a dominant issue. (laughs) Did you see the uh, Charlie Hebdo? Uh, Yeah, didn't they say, you know, fuck ISIS, let's drink champagne or something like that? I thought the best part about the, I think it's their cover, was that it's actually one of the, the better, uh, the art itself made me laugh more than it normally does because it's like shows a guy holding champagne with like bullet holes and the blood spilling. Yes, out of yes, like a like a cartoon uh, animated cat or something. Yes, um, you know that be Pepe Le Pew should be involved in this somehow. That's right. There needs to be some Pepe Le Pew involved. You know what? I think Pepe Le Pew should date rape some ISIS members. Yeah, well, you I know don't know. That's what he wasn't doing in well, his original cartoon. Exactly. What was the name of the cat he was chasing? Maybe it was ISIS. That's it. It's, it's, it that's it. We should have it so that Papi Le Pew is chasing. Sees an ISIS member mm-hmm. who crawls, who's wearing all black, but crawls under a, fe- a white <laughs> yes, fence yes. and gets a white stripe on him. And Papi Le Pew is just chasing <laughs> after him to rape the shit out of him. See. A lot of people focus on, you know, Sartre and, and other French culture. This is the French culture that really make a difference because, honestly, what is a driving force behind a lot of extremism? Sexual frustration. And here so you you're go. So say, you're saying that the then, that the then anally violated uh, ISIS member 
They would have shame, but they'd be satisfied. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then Pepe Le Pew would live up to his name. <laughs> you know, pew is actually, <laughs> it's actually the sound French guns make when you shoot them. Pew, pew, pew. So oh, wow. Ooh, I was quickly wow. moving on from your more olfactory reference <laughs> to Pepe's anal raping of ISIS. Um, <laughs> so I guess that answers my next question is, can you laugh about the events of September 15th or you, whatever the day was? You can if it involves, you know... Cartoon cart- rape. Cartoon <laughs> rape, exactly. And I feel like, you know, there are times when rape jokes are appropriate. And, you know, raping members of ISIS to me is an appropriate thing. Yes. I, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, again, I don't believe that, you know, a state should, that they should be ar- arrested and subject to torture or prison rape or right. anything like that. But if they happen to be raped and you see a report, hey, the head of ISIS was raped today, you're not going to be like, oh, that sucks. Like, Ben Laden was killed. Like, yeah, we shouldn't kill people, but there's a guy that should have been, that, I'm not, don't feel that bad. You know about what? That. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to give people a pass on that one. Yeah. I'm going to say you shot Bin Laden in the face. I'm a liberal. I don't believe in capital punishment. Yeah. I'm going to say you shoot Bin Laden in the face, and uh, I'm okay with that. Maybe he was Some people him. just need a shooting in the face. Yeah, and I think ISIS needs a raping in the butt. Yeah. Or anything. But can you – here, that's an important question. Unlike Bin Laden, where there's one person, mm-hmm. can you kill an ISIS? Or is it simply a matter of – cutting the what is it the cutting the head off the snake or the worm i mean essentially even if you wiped out every active member of isis you've then wiped out the brothers you've killed the brothers and fathers of future isis members who're going to say america or frank killed the west killed my person right exactly you're not going to bomb your way out of it i mean we we know we know this it just seems to be a lesson that uh that that a good amount of the public doesn't seem to get which i wonder Okay, you know, we obviously have talked a lot about the campaign, and not, let's not get too thick in the deep in the woods. But to the candidates that are now coming out with, you know, we're not going to let any refugees into our borders, or let's go bomb everybody. Like the not just the the crazy people online, but the actual like candidates for president and and governors of states. Do they not realize that what they're saying is counterintuitive, and you know, the argument of refugees are actually running from ISIS? Now, do they not get it, or are they playing to? an audience and they're willing to take the risk that they need to just get the support. I think that they are playing to an audience. And to me, you know, I, I actually love what president Obama said yesterday, which is essentially, God, you guys are such pussies. Uh, you know, he didn't say it quite that way, but really that's the whole thing is you sit there and you tell me, Oh no, I can't let the Syrian refugees in, not even a three year old orphan. And, uh, and, and, and I'm going to say you're a pussy because, you see, what you're saying then is – what you're saying is it is better for tens of thousands of Syrians to go back to a place where there are probably a good number of them are going to be killed. Or radicalized. Or radicalized and in, instead of taking the risk that maybe <coughs> one or two of these, uh, of these uh, refugees, which, by the way, there's been no proof that any of the... Right. What suicide bomber makes sure to bring their passport? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and go through an 18-month to two-year uh, uh, right. period of, of, of background No more checks. obvious a plant than it's a Syrian but, passport. But, but, anyway. I, but I think it's just, it's sort, of like, it's sort of like a pretty shitty thing to do to say, oh no, five or six of our precious American lives might end up being killed so let's send back tens of thousands of syrians and they can go fuck themselves because you know our white lives or our american lives are so much more important yeah. you know it's it's like i i just i don't want to be that kind of pussy i'll be a pussy about other things i don't want to be the kind of pussy that tells a three-year-old orphan like chris christie did right. to go home right. especially when you know the republicans in particular it's coming from the republicans and I haven't done the research to say that it, no Democrat. But the Republicans put themselves as the tough guy cowboy party, but yet they're wi- unwilling to take these risks. And, and let me ask you this question, or unless you have a response to that. No, go ahead. Um, I cannot help, and maybe it's just the times we're in and the other recent events, I cannot help but comparing this to American gun violence. Maybe that's petty of me to be, be hung up on it, but what are the – I mean the real threat still to Americans, you're more likely to get shot just minding your own business in a parking lot or a church or a school or a theater by an American with a gun than, than a foreigner. And I believe the attorney general, some elected official in some southern state 
came out and said, we can't have immigrants because it's too easy for them to get guns here. It was actually a legislator in Texas named okay. Tim Dale. Boom. Tim Dale, uh, it's a district just north of Austin. Not a bad little area. Uh, sure. Um, it's sort I've of been a, north of Austin. Yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a, it's a suburb, really, of you know, middle, upper middle class white people. And uh, yeah, he said, he said, what if, you know, if somebody is allowed in and can get a driver's license as a refugee, then all they need is that driver's license to be able to buy a gun. And guess, guess which Texas legislator is one of many Texas legislators, but guess which Texas legislator in in, in particular supported every law that uh, took away any restrictions on gun purchase or ownership or carrying? Um, Pepe Le Pew? Ah, Tim Dale. Oh, Tim. Tim. Do you even need a, gu- uh, a license to get a gun? Or can you just, be, like, have arms and you can get a gun? Well, uh, you know, well, you're assigned one when you go to Texas. Uh, a yeah. gun? Yes. Yeah, it's it it's amazing the level of, like, look, there's no easy solutions, and I won't claim that I have them. I do, I just won't tell you. But, like, the level of lack of thinking through, well, that's not the word, the level of, like, hypocrisy or just, like... Lack of self-awareness. Try to make it an immigration issue when it's about, when you're also folding in a gun issue. It's like, we don't want people to come here and take advantage of the stupid-ass laws that we have. We need to have stupid-ass laws. Like how you can literally go minute to minute and contradict yourself. And what's frightening to me, we talked about this long ago, like the whole notion of building this Frankenstein monster mm-hmm. that the Republican or the right has done by embracing ignorance is now I don't know the answer to whether or not these leaders are just playing to an audience or they really believe that way. Like Ted Cruz, clearly playing to an audience. Uh, Bobby Jindal and Rick Santorum, I think, actually believe the crazy shit they're saying. I don't think we have to talk about Bobby Jindal anymore. Oh, no. I'm so sad. I never really got a chance to. Eh, you know. Did you see uh, uh, Speak By the Way? This is all framed in brilliant satire. Um, you know Harry Kondabalu? Is that how you say his name? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, he's a comedian. He's a very funny guy. I didn't say his name right. Uh, but he had a tweet. He said, uh, this is now the second time oh. that Bobby Jindal has quit a race. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> that was brilliant. It was well done. Um, so to frame this again uh, in satire, obviously we've been discussing the issue. There's been quite a many laughs. I'm sure the most of our listeners have had to rewind to hear the things because they've been laughing over it. Um, what is your What is your – do you have a too soon filter on something like – a tragedy? Too soon about what? About Meaning mocking. Like, I mean, what am I going to do? Am I going to mock, you know... Uh, the French people that went to the theater? No, but... No, but... You know, if you want to know where the opportunity to make a joke was, there was a brief window of opportunity where you could have made a joke about the fact that the band in the theater was the Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> but that, as soon as 89 people were killed, <laughs> you sort of lost that chance. So wait, when was the window when you first when heard, you there, first heard there was a hostage crisis? And you're like, ah, it'll be fine. It's the Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been dumb. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but but I mean, I, I don't even know. The only thing to satirize are the uh, well, you could satirize the asshole politicians, or you could satirize the asshole ISIS members. Either way, you know, you're still satirizing the same things you would have satirized. Prior to the event. Yeah. You know what's what's interesting when you talked earlier about Republicans sort of being pussies is the French have shown what I would consider an incredible sense of humor about it or a sense of like like, like they the response. Could it be a sense of joie de vivre? No, I think you would just call it a joie de vivre. You wouldn't say sense of. See, I didn't give you the satisfaction of letting your... No, I know. Out. I had this great little point. And, we'll edit it. Well, you know what? Later on, I'm going to put in somebody else anyway, so... Um, <laughs> you know Probably what I mean? Like, like, I sometimes wish, like, Obama's attitude is sort of similar. It's like, you know, we can't let them... Like, don't be... Don't react. Don't, like, ruin your life because of this one thing. That's what they want. Right. Um, and again, like, I, I very much am feeling a flashback to post-9-11 of this massive wave of taking up arms, attacking innocent Muslims, let's go kill them all. That's like, you are missing that that's actually what they want. Yeah. Is they want that reaction so that it can be a holy war. Like, don't give them the satisfaction. Right. I mean, don't, don't like, let down your guard. Like, still, like, watch out for suspicious shit, but don't go fucking attacking Joe's uh, barbershop. I don't think that a lot of people named Joe that run barbershops are, are Muslim. Muslims, yes. But I'll they could Joe. be. <laughs> Al Joe's Barbershop. Al, Al Jozira. Al Jozira. The uh, new network of barbershops. That's it. 
Uh, yeah, I you know, and that's that's another thing that you can easily mock are the way that is the way that all these people do go off so half cocked so quickly. I mean, how fast? I mean, and there's liberals jumping on this bandwagon too. I mean, maybe maybe you know people that we generally think of as being liberal, like uh, it was Chris Saliza in in, in the Washington mm-hmm. Post saying saying mm-hmm. you know maybe we need to think seriously about how. Uh, how we have this debate about uh, about refugees, and uh, you know, it's just all of this. There still is this chance out there for people to fuck up, and right. I think that those fuck ups are where right. we jump on them. What about how do you, how do you deal with the terrorists themselves? I mean, there was this whole like discussion in the debate: like, is it radical Islam? Is it just terrorism? Is it just you know guys that are their lives have been fucked and now they have anger issues like? Like how do you not not so much what do you call them, but how do you make fun of them? I mean, Charlie Hebdo is, I would say, a relative extreme in approaching them with the "fuck you." Here's a picture of Muhammad getting blown or blowing, you know. Uh, yeah, but like, t- 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 and I think we talked about this before. Actually, what's funny? I think the last time we did this was right after Charlie Hebdo. Well, we talked about Charlie. That was a more broad. General, how do you deal with stuff discussion? Yeah. But okay, it's so fine. Only when there's French tragedies. Uh, speaking of Charlie Hebdo, that was uh, that's my boss Tony Hendrick calling to see what the fuck's going on. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, so, uh, you mean how do you mock uh, terrorists? Yeah, like particularly with a, sen- a sensitivity towards not all Muslims, if you will, like. Well, that's why I think that uh, you you could certainly you know it's easy to mock sexually re- sexually repressed, ultra violent goat fuckers, and uh, and I think that that the other thing to mock are <laughs> <laughs> makes me makes me someone I wish someone would design a video game that was just like sexually repressed guys and they went around and they were like the goal was to like fuck a bunch of goats and like the more goats you fucked like the less repressed you got like you'd get your hair cut you'd like get a suit and a job at the end and then that's finally it. fuck that, a real person that's it that's it that's the way it should go okay you got you got to work your way up you've got to evolve in what you're fucking you go okay. from goat to donkey. You know, well, you know, hopefully you don't put, you know, young boy somewhere in the middle there, but uh, you might. I'm not comfortable (laughs) answering that question. All I know is so far today uh, in our discussion, we've shut up phone. So far in discussion, we've designed a video game and a Pepe Le Pew cartoon to solve uh, radical Islamic violence. Okay, okay, but you know, there is something to be said, and, and you know, we're not the first people to say this that so much of uh, of violence due to religious fundamentalism has to do with the sexual repression that um, that fundamentalist religions impose on the followers. I mean, what do we, what, you know, what, we have that with Christianity. I was too. about to say the church. Have you seen uh, uh, Spotlight? No. Okay, I saw Spotlight. Does uh, you don't need to see Spotlight to know that like the churches don't spoil it. Oh, don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, there is a scandal in the church, Lee. Surprise. Ah! Um, you don't need to have seen the movie to know or at least have a feeling and that like so much of the pedophilia issue in the church or the cause of the actions, if not the church cover-up, was about like imposing abstinence and imposing sort of these strict, rigid right. sexual rules. You know, not not to get a little – not to get too intellectual here, oh, but God. you know, Michel Foucault had this sort of nailed down, you know, uh, 50, 60 years ago where he was saying that, that, that these – these these systems exist to repress the sexuality and the bodies of uh, of people, whether that's state systems or uh, or religious systems, and that we design things in order to isolate and uh, and control the body. And what's the best way to control a body? Well, you promise it that uh, you stay pure, you stay a certain way, you you avoid uh, you, you, all sexual sexuality outside of uh, of of marriage is either sinful or you know makes baby Jesus cry or mm-hmm. uh, then what are you going to do because of that what are you going to do to defend that system that promises you right. that you can have sex at some point but you have to honor this system before you get to have sex I'd say you kill people yes that's what you'll do well you uh, know semen backs up to your brain it does. Um, it goes right to that violent area in your brain. That is why uh, I have dangling earlobes. Um, all right, Lee, 
This has been uh, that was a loud clap. I looked at the meter. Uh, this has been a, a lovely discussion, which I wish we could continue forever, but time prohibits us from doing that. Uh, do you have anything besides our rabble.tv that you'd like to promote? No, I feel like we should get into a sex therapy business though after this. <laughs> yes, I will dress up like a skunk, <laughs> and, and you just have a one can of white paint. And, That's and it. They come in the door, and I'll take care of the rest. Wow! So you're offering to rape ISIS members <laughs> yes. for the good of humanity? Yeah, I, I am. Wow! You I know mean, what? And don't let it, don't out there. Don't think just because I'd be a top that I'd be like enjoying it. It would still be a difficult <laughs> thing for me. No, like, and the I, fact <laughs> the fact that you're a Jew doing this. It's, it's really putting myself out there. That is icing on the cake, as they say. That's icing on the cake. Oh, nice. And with that, nice. uh, I th- yeah, not nice at all. Uh, that, I thank uh, Lee Papa, author of the Rude Pundit blog, uh, rudepundit.blogspot.com, and the book, which I'm not going to mention again. Uh, this Twitter, is- Twitter. I'm on Twitter. What's at, your Twitter? At Rude Pundit. At R-U-D-E-P-U-N-D-I-T. Check him out. Uh, He's lovely, and uh, so are you. This is the final edition, Radio Hour. Pull up your pants. We're back. It's the final edition, Radio Hour. Hello, and welcome to Alternative Radio Theater. Tonight, I am pleased to bring to our audiences an inventive retelling of a seasonal favorite. This week's holiday classic was adapted for radio by none other than the legendary William S. Burroughs. Tonight we are proud to present that ironic yet inspiring Christmas classic, Gift of the Junkai, starring the irrepressible Robert Downey Jr. and the very talented Ms. Courtney Love. And now, Gift of the Junkai. Honey, I bought you some Christmas yam from the St. Anthony's. They were out of turkey. I- but the yams are good. I got some oh Henry chocolate bars too. Shut Christmas. up, shut up. No. Yeah, but Baby. Uh-huh. I know. Like your grandma, she didn't send us that money. I am, bitch. But I hawked our TV so I could buy us some heroin. Oh no. I I sold our works so I could get you this the Grinch that stole Christmas, because that's your favorite. You fucking asshole! No, well, it's my TV. You but t- I have heroin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the best Christmas ever. I know. Fucking high, man. Well, no, no, I'm not high. What are you talking about? Totally no. high. Oh, no. <laughs> no. The Junkai brought to you by O'Henry Chocolate Bars. O'Henry, when water hurts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Coke Industries Incorporated. Give us any fact, we'll fake it. Give us any law, we'll break it. We're gonna make our extremes come true. Do it at Coke Way, not just climate change deniers. We're right-wing nut suppliers. We're gonna make our memes come true. Do it at Coke Way, there's no one we won't buy. Walker, Christie, even Herman came this time. There's no Coke blocking us. We make our own truth. We've got the front groups. We come off like all shuckers. But we're too rich Coke suckers. We're gonna buy all your dreams, that's true. And we'll do it Coke way, yes, Coke way. Turn government.
turn into a joke We'll do it Coke way, yes, Coke way Make the whole country go broke For Coke and Coke I'm Gary Stetson with this week's Norwich Town Character and today we're talking to Marty Corwin from the local animal shelter. Marty, you must love your job being surrounded by puppies and kittens, and uh, I, I guess you have a few goldfish here. No, oh, we get everything, and I make a point of giving each one a name, even if they're not here long. Thirty minutes earlier. I am your god. Gaze upon me, ye creatures of my shelter. You, you shall live, and you... You shall not live. Marty, be merciful unto them. Silence, assistant god. Intern god. Sorry, intern. But I could be an assistant god if you found money in the budget. Gaze upon the hamsters. See how they fear me. Back to the interview. So how can members of the community help the local animal shelter? Well, I know it's a cliche, but spay and neuter your pets. There, there just aren't enough homes for these animals. Slightly off topic, is is that a poster of Mr. T? It certainly is. The local library was just going to throw it away, but it fits in perfectly here. It says, I pity the fool who doesn't read Tolstoy. And I do. What were we talking about? Three days earlier. I will destroy all the ferrets unless I can find one honest ferret among them. Found one. Oh, good. Back to the interview. So if somebody wants to adopt a pet, when should they drop by? Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, Thursdays until 8. Also, we have pizza on Fridays. But don't just come here for the pizza. Any parting words for our audience? Just remember our slogan. Be a hero. Get a dog or something. And now it's time for Terrorists Are People Too. Are you there, Allah? It's me, Mohammed. Today was a rough day at work. You see, I woke up this morning feeling good. Dare I say, better than good. I didn't mean to get ahead of myself, Allah, but I was sure that today was the day that I was going to get promoted as the next suicide bomber. <laughs> so I took my monthly shower, put on a brand new turban, and drank a cup of American blood for good luck. I knew something smelled dewy from the moment I parked my camel. Because my best friend, Asaf, you know, the one with thick lips and body to kill, was waiting for me outside the cave. Asaf, what are you doing here? Please tell me you are wearing SPF on that gorgeous skin of yours. Hey, Mo, I have to tell you something, and it's not good. Oh, no. What happened? Did Obama find us? Did we lose our WMDs? Did women get the right to vote? Tell me now, damn it! No, no, it's nothing that bad. It's just... You know how you wanted that promotion as the next suicide bomber? Yes? Well, this morning, leader gave it to Abdullah. What? I'm so sorry, Mo. I know how much this meant to you. Abdullah? Is it the biggest retard in the office, Abdullah? Uh, to be fair, he's not so much retarded as minorly autistic. Whose side are you on? Yours, of course. I I'm just saying. I have been here way longer than he has. I work much harder than he does. I am the one who should be the next suicide bomber. It's not fair. The world is not a fair place. I don't understand. I'm a good person, right? No, you're a great person. And I always thought I was a decent terrorist. One of the best. Then why is this happening to me? I wish I knew what to say. Perhaps you would feel better if I gave you blowjob? No, it's Ramadan. So? So, we are supposed to be fasting. What have you swallowed? I promise I won't. That's what you said last time. Okay, then how about if I find somebody else to do it? Somebody who doesn't celebrate Ramadan. Everybody celebrates Ramadan. Not a captured IDF soldier. <laughs> Fine, but make sure it's an attractive one. The last thing I need is a big-nosed Semite involved in my junk. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Word of the Year. Those Oxford Dictionary lexicographers and linguists have been deliberating, and we expect the results to be announced any moment now. But in the meantime, it's been a big year for words, right, Janine? That is exactly right, Alex. Around 150 million words in common usage every month, and this year, some great contenders in the lineup. Back in the playoffs, I had high hopes for Dark Web. A lot of people did, Alex, but it lost form over the summer as Adblocker shut down a lot of the buzz. Oh yeah, Adblocker. What went wrong? Confusion, lack of direction with Pop-Up Blocker, and Ad Filter really stealing its thunder. But still, it's a wide open field. Lumber Sexual and Flat White, they have a chance. And we mustn't discount Bookie's favorites on fleek, sharing economy, and, of course, basic. So everything's still in play here at Word of the Year. But now, let's take a quick trip down memory lane and remember some words that we lost. Swerve. Not even. Aerodrome. And now, the winner, joining the ranks of podcast, selfie, and carbon neutral as Oxford English Dictionary's Word of the Year is... The fuck is that? Face with tears of joy emoji? <laughs> I'm so happy! OMG! possibly be word of the year. <laughs> Suck it, bitches! I am language now! That's right! This yellow waving face is the face of the future! <laughs> Fuck you, literature! <laughs> Burn it down! Burn it all down! <laughs> I mean... Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Hendrick, Abby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, Leslie Shapira, Kurt Weitzman, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hindra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2015. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.